Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to Mets 360 here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Jura, and we've got a special show for us tonight. Uh, usually we have uh, a guest and we talk about the uh, Mets team, but tonight's guest, we're going to talk about uh, sports memorabilia. And uh, the guy who probably has the most impressive sports memorabilia collection that I know is my Facebook friend, Mark Marinello. Mark, uh, thanks for joining us tonight, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brian. All right, well, let's get right into it. Um, you know, I've seen uh, some of the photos that you've posted on eBay of, of your impressive collection. So just give us an overview of, of what's in your collection. What types of uh, items are in there? Wow. Uh, where do I start? Um, I collect uh, baseball cards, football cards, hockey cards, basketball cards, obviously Met stuff. Uh, I have Met yearbooks, programs, Score card, uh, score card, uh, ticket stubs, autograph balls, uh, signed pictures, jerseys, posters. <laughs> um, gosh, yeah, I, I, I collect everything. Now you were yeah. uh, kind enough to to share some of the photos of your collection, which we've put on our on our Facebook page, the Mets 360 Facebook page. Uh, one of the ones that I really liked was uh, the collection of scorecards throughout the years. And uh, what is your earliest uh, Mets scorecard? Uh, I have a scorecard actually from the second game the Mets ever played in St. Louis. I got that in, in an auction uh, a few years ago. Uh, for for a, a really good price, um, my favorite scorecard is actually the first ever uh, Met home game at Shea Stadium. Uh, I was really excited about getting that. Um, the 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 scorecards are great. I, I know that I've kept all of my score scorecards from games that I've been at, but the picture was just really impressive with all of the the different covers uh throughout the years and it was something that that i really enjoyed seeing now as as far as collecting go how did you get into collecting and uh what has sustained your interest in collecting throughout the years well it probably has to go back to when i was about five years old and i went to our local uh deli here in town with with my mother uh to purchase i don't remember the uh lucky packs back in the uh, is it 70s. Uh, right, that and, would be the right era. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was with my mom, and I saw the two baseball uh, wax packs on the shelf. 
and it looked really cool. I, I, I love the picture. So I asked my mom if I can get that instead. And I looked at the pack of cards. I, I opened it up, and boy, Brian, with the smell of the gum and the cardboard in my hands, I was hooked. Uh, now you mentioned that, um, like, the smell of the. You mentioned the smell of the gum, and and yeah. anyone who's ever opened up a pack of cards knows exactly what you're talking about. That tops gum, that that almost overly sweet gum that was so <laughs> hard, and then you you put it into your mouth, and then after two or three seconds, it was nice and soft, and <laughs> oh, I, I'm getting a sugar high just talking about it. Yeah, it's funny because uh, it, it almost seemed that. When I put the gum in my mouth, I, I I would look through the pack and it would lose the flavor as as I was finished uh, going through the pack. So it's funny each pack was uh, it, it lasted uh, the one uh, piece of gum. Now I think you and I are are a similar age, and I think that anyone who is our age, uh, a little bit uh, younger, and certainly a little bit older. They, they probably got into uh, memorabilia collecting through baseball cards. And yeah. I, I don't know if baseball cards quite have the same um, cachet that they, that they used to have for, for kids today. So um, I, I guess one of the things I'm curious about is how were you able to sustain your, your interest in, in collecting through the years? Well, first, you have to have the love of the game. And I always loved playing the game. I played since I was five years old. Uh, and I think the love of the game uh, kept me going uh, through the years, through high school and college. And now as a, uh, as a adult, I love the game. And I love the history of the game and the players and the stats. So that, that really keeps me uh, in the hobby. I, I, I love the game, and I, I, I love the hobby. Now, one of the challenges, I think, for, for all collectors is how to, to properly dis- display their collection. So how are, how are the items in your collection displayed in your house, or, or are they not displayed and, and instead safely stored away? Well, it's funny. I, I actually have a mess room in uh, my home, uh, I have uh, about four or five um, cases uh, filled with stuff, baseballs and my Mets uh, memorabilia, um, ticket stubs and schedules and helmets and bobbleheads. Um, I, I actually have a, a mixed room in my house, and it's it's really cool. I like my home, home from work. I can go back in time, and I see all my stuff, and it's 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 really cool. Love it. Well, I'm very jealous that you have an entire room <laughs> devoted to, to displaying your your collection. Not everybody is fortunate enough to have that. One of the things that that I've seen uh, that that I would absolutely love to have, uh, it's probably eight feet eight foot tall, and um, it, it's like a, a rotating display. And it, it has different panels that you would like flip through, and it's for displaying cards. And it's just like, my God, that's exactly what I need. Except I need like forty of them. 
and right. and what a perfect way to to display the collection because you know when you have them in boxes you know that you don't get a chance to 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 really see them and, and appreciate them as much as you do if if they were in that or even if they're in a in a book that you can flip through and and easily access um we used to have a guy who wrote for the the site who uh, was a big collector, and he and he showed me a picture once, and it was of his closet, and he had a shelf that he had all of his stuff on, and and the, the shelf was so overweighted that it was starting to to like collapse from the weight, but it couldn't fall completely because there was stuff from the floor that was all the way up to the shelf that was kind of like helping to prop the shelf the shelf up, and and I think that's unfortunately how most collectors are that they they don't have the the dedicated room like you do? Well, it's funny. I had uh, purchased uh, two huge bookshelves from uh, Ikea, and I have all my uh, binders on the shelf. It actually looks very cool, uh, and and I have so many sets. Luckily, the shelf is, is very strong. It holds uh, <laughs> one of the sets, uh, thank goodness. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going through my 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 sets, and uh, what I can do is go back in time and I go back to a set from say seventy five. Just just pull that binder off the shelf and just uh, and just uh, go through the set. And it's, it's very cool. Of course, when you have them in binders, you get that full effect of the the multicolor seventy five set seen displayed nine at a time. Um, I know some collectors don't really like to to put their cards in, in books, but I think that that's a, a perfect way to, to display them for, like you said, easy access and, and, and easy visibility. Um, uh, one thing that when it comes to, to baseball cards, I mean, obviously they were originally produced for kids and then the kids that they were produced for grew up and, uh, you know, started looking at them, I guess, as an investment. And we saw that speculation really drove the the baseball card hobby uh, in the late '80s, early '90s, and you know then it seemed like maybe the bubble burst, and then there wasn't as many people collecting as there was in that time period. So, how would you describe the state of the hobby today? Uh, I think it's getting uh, better, Brian. Um, I see more kids at uh, at the shows um, buying cards. And more importantly, buying cards of the older players. Uh, if they see something on TV, say about uh, uh, Babe Ruth or, or Hank Aaron, they go to the show and they buy a card of, of that player, which I think is awesome because uh, kids today, they love the game. And I think the hobby is in really good hands. Um, unfortunately, there's a segment of a hobby which is strictly monetary, which is which is okay. Um, but I'm not really into the value of the cards myself. Uh, yeah, like I said before, I just love the game and looking at the old players and the pictures and and the and the history of the game. But I think the hobby is in very good hands. Now, I'm a a completist. I like to complete sets, and and I have a feeling that 
that you feel the, the same way that I do. And I want to share a, uh, a collecting story of mine, and then let's see if you can relate to it at all. The first set that I completed was the, the 1970 top set. Uh, you know, I inherited most of those cards from my older brother, and uh, it came down to I just needed one card to complete the set, and it took me years to complete <laughs> it, and that was Tony Cloninger. And I don't know how many times I went up to people and asked, do you have this card? Do you have this card? And they were all like, get away, get away, get away. I don't have it. And it was such a great day when, when I got that card. And, and then ever since then, I always remember the last card that I needed to complete a set. So is, is that a common thing? And if it isn't, uh, do you have any kind of, I don't know what you would call it, um, maybe a, a collecting quirk like that? Oh, absolutely. It's a funny story. Uh, back in 1974, uh, when I was really into the hobby um, and, and baseball, watching Hank Gower break the record, um, the 74 set was the first one that I actually completed. As, as a kid, um, I bought packs every day, wax packs, cello packs. Um, I always trade with, with my friends. And all summer, I needed a, a card of Clay Carroll. I must have got, must have bought in hundreds of packs. I never got Clay <laughs> Carroll, and a common you know, common player. And my friend friends didn't have one. And so one day in September, my friend's little sister, who was four years old, bought a pack of cards, and she had Clay Carroll. So <laughs> well. All I had to do was trade her some lollipops and some gum, and lo and behold, I I I got my card and my set was done. Uh, that was that was awesome. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's always stuff. annoying when when somebody who isn't um, you know a, a big fan, a big collector, ends up just making that lucky pull mm-hmm. and getting yeah. that one card that you need. And it's just like, dude, they have no idea. They don't appreciate how wonderful, how awesome that last card looks. Boy, she, she opened one pack of card, cards all, all summer. <laughs> <laughs> Top of that pack. Now, let's talk a little bit for the benefit of, of people who, who maybe aren't uh, hardcore collectors. And there's there's a bunch of different areas, ways that you can get into collecting and, and – uh, augment your collection you know i'm I'm thinking about things like uh you can purchase from a dealer or you can buy cards online or you can join collector groups um what are the pros and cons of of these different ways of of putting your collection together well i myself i buy on on ebay uh to uh deals with uh, um uh, uh reps I buy at the card shows from dealers that I know. Um, I also buy from uh, uh, actually there's I, I buy from uh, card stores also. Uh, the store I go to I've been going to him for about over thirty years now. Um, the pros I guess you have to know the person I think. Uh, you have to know that they're an honest dealer, and there's plenty of dealers out there that are very honest. But unfortunately, there's dealers out there that are not so honest. Um, I've only been burned once uh, on on uh, eBay, 
But the uh, majority of my uh, collecting has been uh, uh, very, very um, uh, positive. Um, uh, mostly I buy my cards from eBay and from, and from shows. Uh, but the, the collectors out there, they know if they want to buy cards, they, they have to go to a show uh, near them. Uh, but most of I think most of my uh, friends that are collectors, they buy from uh, eBay. Now, if you still have a, a shop in in your area, th- that's an absolutely wonderful place where you can build the relationship with the person, and and uh, they can if they've been around for a while, they're they're certainly more likely, much more likely to be an an honest dealer than uh, someone who's pulling fast ones on people and it's a great way to to make relationships and and have people help one another to to fill in their collections i know that uh, i used to go to uh, a bunch of shows and i would always look for one dealer because i knew as soon as he saw me he would have stuff that i was looking for and because i bought from him so often he would cut me breaks on on the prices that he was giving to everybody else so it, it you you build just some some wonderful relationships in the hobby and uh anyone who's who's thinking about making the jump into collecting whether it be baseball cards or autographs or uh ticket stubs or yearbooks or or whatever floats your boat i mean i would i would definitely in, encourage those people wholeheartedly oh sure um the best part of going to shows is not really buying the cards buying it's, it's seeing friends of mine I'm a dealers and we sit and we, we and we talk about the game and we we talk about how much we love the game, uh, how it, we're all now uh, middle age and we uh, the game makes us um, kids again, which which is one of the main reasons why I still collect cards. I, I have that feeling of being a kid again and that makes me feel really good. Now, any collector is obviously going to have uh, favorite parts uh, in their collection. What are, what are some of the, the things that you hold most dear? What are some of the things that, that bring a smile to your face from your collection? Oh, well, I, I have a showcase in my room. Uh, it's my Shea, it's my, my Shea Stadium showcase. I actually have a, a brick piece of dirt, <laughs> a piece of grass, and a sign from the old Shea Stadium. Uh, nice. Which, oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, Shea was my, uh, was my favorite uh, park, obviously being a big, big Mets fan. Uh, I actually grew up there. I knew every nook and cranny uh, of the place. And uh, when they tore it down, really was uh, a part of my, my uh, childhood. It, it was it was uh, pretty sad. But, um, yeah, I, that's... Shea was great. Now, I'm a fan of the uh, inserts that Topps uh, used to uh, give out in the late 60s and, and the early 70s. And I think my favorite one among the various things that they, they gave out 
were the coins that they put in to the to the 1971 set and and these were you know they weren't very big um they were i don't, I don't know what were they about uh, an inch an inch and a half across circular and i i i love those i used to play games with them and uh whenever i go to a show and and i see some and i'm still looking to to fill out uh my collection i think there's 151 car uh, coins in that set mm-hmm. uh, i i'm i get really really happy whenever i can add one to the collection that, that i didn't have previously do you have anything any oddball favorites like that it's funny uh when i finished my my tops collection uh, I've set from 53 to 91. I went back and I tried to complete all the oddball, the insert sets, like you said. Um, right now, I, I love the 1962 Topps baseball bucks that were in the in the set. I, I, I love those. And I think it's a 68, the, uh, the game cards, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those I, I, I'm that said I'm I'm almost done, but I think the sixty-two bucks are my favorite set. Now uh, I've seen those. I, I have a, a visual in my mind when you say that. Were were those included with the the regular sixty-two cards, or were those a separate item that you would purchase? Yeah, they were with. I, I'm I'm most positive they, uh, that they were in the wax packs themselves so they must have been folded then because they're uh they're they're bigger than the cards themselves right um yeah that's I, it's fun because uh i almost i always have more enjoyment uh trying to find those than the than the than actual sets um the like the 63 um uh, Stickers, the 64, uh, the uh, embossed cards, very cool. Um, and like I said, the 70 uh, posters, remember those? Oh, yeah. And then uh, yeah. the other thing from 70 was the booklets. Booklets, yeah. And I didn't have that, that uh, scratch-off, too. That? It was at 70 yeah, or yeah. 71. It might have even been both years. Uh, but yeah. that, that definitely that same time frame. Yeah. Yeah, and then speaking of it, um, I I was just going to say from that same era, it wasn't a top set; it was actually a FLIR set, and I think that they uh, uh, took over from uh, McLaughlin, and it was uh, World Series cards, and they were uh, cartoons on the on the front of the card, and on the flip side, there was a bunch of text about the the series, and I just thought that those cards were were great. And you, you were mentioning eBay earlier, and I was overjoyed when I found complete sets for those on on eBay. Um, are you familiar with those? And and if so, uh, what do you think of those sets? It's funny you say that. I just bought the set myself. Oh no! <laughs> uh, they're 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 great cards. I tell I know a lot about baseball, but going back is reading the back of the cards and. Uh, as as a kid in in, in grade school, uh, I I would imp- I would always in, impress my teachers. Uh, I, I was able to recite all the World Series winners from 1927 to 1980, 
you know, I always was, was reading the back of those cards. And uh, luckily, I, I bought a set I, uh, last month, actually. Yeah, I know they're, they're very cool cards. Sure. And and uh, I, I think you're exactly right. The the, the text went on those, it was... It was brief. I mean, you only get so much text on the back of a standard size uh, baseball card, but it gave you enough of the feeling and the flavor and and made you want to learn more. And uh, I I certainly would trace a lot of my uh, enjoyment and and appreciation for uh, some of the teams of the past, guys that that I would certainly have never seen play back to those World Series cards. Oh, true. It's funny, I... Speaking of the set uh, cards that were on tops, um, I don't know if you collected as a kid the Hostess uh, cards. Oh, yeah. And the, oh, I, I love those sets. Uh, I used to always now, put my mother to get... <laughs> the the thing was if you if you got the the um the the big thing of the the Twinkies or the the Hostess cupcakes, the entire back panel would be three of them. Right, but right. you could also get them in um, uh, little convenience stores where they would have like the individual things, and you could get one in there. Mm-hmm. So I've I've got um, uh, I've got those Hostess cards, and some of them are in panels of three that I didn't cut up, and then I got other ones that are just one. And people people see that, and it's like, well, why did you cut some up and not the others? Like, no, no, I didn't cut any of them up. They they just came. Sometimes they came in three, and sometimes they came in one. And just really interesting how they they distributed those. No, no, it's funny, Brian. I and I, I don't know if it was me or not, but the cards that the star players were always on the most crappiest product. You know when I, I <laughs> like, you know, like, Hey, they were no dummies. They knew how to. They had. They knew how to move product. <laughs> you know, like the, the apple pie or the or the pink thing, and that they had the Johnny Bench and Pete Rose on it. I had my mom buy it for me just to get those uh, cards. That's when you know you had a good mom when she'd go out and buy the <laughs> the, the 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 crappy uh, cupcakes just to to keep your kid happy and and, and get the card. Absolutely. Now, um, one one of the things that that always um, interests me when I'm talking to other collectors is, is seeing what they would like to add to their collection. And obviously we'd all like to add a, a, a 52 Mantle or a T206 Wagner. But, I mean, if if we just take away the ultra expensive items like that, what item would you most like to add to your collection? Well, actually I have two um, Holy Grails uh, for me. Uh, one would be the first ever Met game they ever played program in St. Louis. And number two, I would love to get an unopened cello pack with Felix Mian on the top. Uh, he's my <laughs> old pack ever. That's my two uh, holy grails, Brian. Now, um, are you a, a big collector of unopened material? Yes, I am. I actually have a flamed piece in my Mets room of uh, tops, baseball wax packs, and um, the several packs I framed on my wall. Uh, oh, it's, it's, wow. It's really, yeah, it's really nice. 
Well, you'll have to take a picture of that and, and send it to me. Now, how far back does your uh, unopened uh, collection go? Well, uh, I have the cello packs from 1973 to 1980 frames, because I think that was my heyday of right. buying cards. Um, wax packs I have from 71 to 84 frames. Mm. Yeah, it looks it looks really nice. I I I go back to '73 with uh, wax packs. I, I never really collected any any uh, cello packs, but uh, you. So the does how far back did uh, you say you went in with the cello packs? Cello packs. I go back to 1973. Okay, because um, I have some vague memories. I guess of. 71 where they they um came in like a box with the 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 wrapping on top of it and one of the things that i would like to get would be to an unopened one with the box so if you ever if you ever see one of those ones just just pick it up and and mail it to me all right All right. Well, we we have about uh, a minute left. Uh, I know that you also collect non-baseball items. Uh, what's your favorite uh, non-baseball item? Oh, boy, that's a really tough question. Um, probably my autographed uh, Curtis Martin football. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Jets fan, and my favorite player was uh, Curtis Martin. And I have a football sign uh, by him. Nice. Yeah, yeah, love Curtis. Now I've I've seen you uh, post some pictures of of some of the cards that you received lately, and it looks like you're doing some uh, vintage uh, uh, football and basketball sets. Yeah, I, like I said before, I collect everything: um, all the sports, hockey, football, baseball, basketball. Uh, I also collect some some non-sports. Also, um, yeah, my goal is to collect every major set from all four sports. Um, it, it'll take time so and some money. <laughs> yeah, that, that nasty little uh, item. Now, um, my my last question: Do you have the the seventy two football? I have the basic set. I have I only have a couple of high numbers. As you know, like you know, Brian, they're they're very expensive. Oh, indeed, and, yes, they are. You know, you need to go on eBay. All the high numbers are all graded cards, and they're very mm-hmm. expensive. Well, we are all out of time. I'd I'd like to uh, thank Mark for uh, joining us and and talking about his collection. And uh, please join us again uh, next week when uh, David Groveman joins us, and uh, we will be talking about Mets prospects. Mark, thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope you had fun. Oh, Brian, it it went so fast. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And uh, hopefully everyone else will uh, tune in again uh, next Wednesday night at 11 o'clock Eastern. Until then, good night and goodbye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.